Welcome back to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. I'm really glad you're here. Today is Wednesday, the 21st of August, 2019, and I'm joined for the third day this week by my aunt, Linda Jaco. Great to have you back. Thank you, Jason. We were talking yesterday. Oh, and by the way, we'll just uh, fill in a blank from a previous show that it was the Nature Conservancy that bought the land that you were talking yes, about and restored it, uh, the yep. town of Ruby in Arizona. We were talking yesterday about how do we find, how do we create space for our interior lives inside the busyness of our exterior lives. And one thing that has always meant the world to me about you is that you are particularly good at finding small details and then not keeping them to yourself, but passing them on to other people. And an example of what I mean, I got a package from you in the mail a a week ago. (laughs) And in the package was an assortment of uh, found and created objects including a magnet with a quote uh, from Dogen, a Buddhist thinker, who I actually really adore, but you didn't know that. It just felt, the content of the quote felt right for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a photograph of me with your son, Todd, uh, my cousin, who I really worshipped when I was a kid. And you'll often find, uh, I have, every time I I produce this show, I set whatever I'm drinking on a coaster that's a piece, I think a piece of slate Slate. with a leaf that you found and that Mm -hmm. is affixed to it. You often send handwritten quotes that you found in other places and that maybe you've put a magnet on the back of, just mm-hmm. things that you think, oh, this person needs to hear. And to me, all of that speaks to someone who isn't letting the small things pass by, but who is observing and and noting and cataloging. You talked just yesterday, you talked to me about, uh, you saw a sign you liked in a store, uh, you know, a, a, a sign that was meant to be bought, displayed in a home. And so you just stood in front of it till you could memorize it so that you could tell people about it mm-hmm. later. And where, where did that come from that that attention to detail that kind of noting the the little things that that make an ordinary life less ordinary do you have any ideas i can honestly say i've never thought about it and i don't as a matter of fact when i was growing up my best friend used to get so annoyed with me because she always said to me you are so vague (laughs) and i used to annoy the bejeebies out of her so i I think when it comes to a good quote, I can, I can be aroused to excitement, and then I want to share it. You find maybe me more attentive to detail because I pay, have all my life paid attention to your life, even though we've had huge gaps in time, you know, when I hadn't seen you and whatever. Sure. But when we were together, I remember things about you, and then as I go along in life, or go along my daily life, I should say, if I see something that I think you'll like... It makes me happy because I know something that somebody's going to really like that I, you know, not too many people. My son, I love him to death, but many times I'll say, "I got to tell you about something." He'll say, "Mom, nobody cares." But of course, he he's only giving me a hard time. But often that is the case. There's yeah. not that many people that care, and I know if I get a good feeling about something for you that I got something real and that you'll care. So it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to do that. And I think about you a lot because of that. And I mean, I am a big PBS watcher. And like I watched Ken Burns. Oh, I don't know if it was in my show. Yeah, it was Ken Burns, the Mayo Clinic. It was on three times. I watched it all three times. And I took notes, you know, because he said some wonderful things. And Dr. Mayo did such wonderful things. And 
it just, you know, I don't know. I just enjoyed doing it. Yeah. But as you know, I wanted to tell Todd about the Dust Bowl, also Ken Burns, and that's when he said, "Mom, nobody cares." <laughs> <laughs> that so does sound it's very fun much to like have, yeah. you know, somebody that cares about the little things that you do, or that when you see them and you're not there, I know you would care if you were there. That kind of thing. yeah. So we 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 do have a special connection. We connect into the best of each other. That's where we're at. I think we always have been. I think that's right. Yeah, another big effect that you had on my life although it was a while between when it started and when it really manifested was that you were the first person to ever introduce me to meditation and this was when i was this was in the 80s and uh so i think i was maybe even a preteen at this point or a very young teenager and you got interested in not just interested in but uh, pursued uh, academically and professionally the idea of holistic education, which interestingly, I think at that time was probably about 20 years ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. Mm-hmm. Now, it's ev- that kind of thinking is everywhere, often under other names, whether it's, you know, mindfulness-based stress reduction, uh, you know, there's a, there's a million ways in which we, we talk about uh, diet and our interior lives and the levels of stress we have and meditation and all of those things, those are all the rage nowadays. Yes. It, you were kind of at the at the bleeding edge of that where that was concerned. And I, uh, how did it? How did you even come across it? What happened when you did? How did you get interested in that field? I was taking a course for graduate school in um, ethical philosophy, which was. The whole thing focused on um, medicine and that type of thing. And this teacher was so wonderful. And I got very interested. And we were using a book that he had recommended for class. And I'm a footnote person. And I go in the back of the book to look who said what. And I like to look at the footnotes. So I found the Simontons. And they were working with cancer people, and they were using visualization. And that was what started it. So the name of the professor, I don't even remember now, but his class was wonderful. And during the class, I had to leave Wisconsin to go back to Massachusetts because my mother-in-law was ill, and she did eventually die while I was there. And he used to send me, you know, assignments, and I'd do them. And, of course, I got an A-plus for the course because he said, if your journey to Massachusetts isn't what this course is about, what is it about, you know? Yeah. So those were kind of really meaningful, like taking going to take care of her was very meaningful. And, it, you know, kind of stemmed from the class I was taking, plus he had introduced me then to the, the Simontons and... As I remember it, and you can certainly correct me, but as I remember it, a, a big part of this this holistic health idea was that what's happening uh, inside us in terms of our, our kind of mental state and stress and those things absolutely affects our physical health as well, mm-hmm. which seemed kind of radical at the time. Now it seems like, well, of course, right? It, yeah. Of course it does. But then it... But it did not then. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just the I remember lying on the floor of my bedroom as a, a preteen or a very young teen, listening to a tape that was essentially about like moving a little ball of light through your body and mm-hmm. thinking about like be, being aware of your body, which as it turns out is a multi thousand year old Theravadan Buddhist practice oh, yes. as well. But I had never even thought of that before, and it, it felt it was kind of exciting, and it was. It just seemed like something no I didn't know any other kids in my mm-hmm. school who were lying on the floor listening to these tapes. 
but I realized years later when I actually began meditation practice, like, oh, this is what my aunt was talking about all those years ago, that this, that the point is to kind of to try to bring into some kind of harmony our mental and emotional state with our physical state so that both improve as a result. Is that a fair characterization? Very fair, yes, absolutely. And so you went into hospitals and did work with folks at this time, right? I did, yeah. Will you talk about that a little? I made a mistake when I started trying to practice as a holistic person, and I always called myself an educator. And I mean, I did get paid for the job, but I always took the rate of a tutor, not a therapist, because I wasn't a therapist. I was a teacher of this technique. So um, my mistake was I should have tried to get into an organization because it was so isolating for me. I had my little office, which was delightful. And then I'd step out and get into my car, and I always went to these people. Very rarely did one of them come to me because they were very ill. So it was just me and these sick people. And because I never had any training on dealing with the ill, I just had a technique I wanted to teach them. You know, I was missing a lot of important sure. parts. There was no infrastructure really me. there. To right. Support. I mean, it would have been nice at the end of the day to say, oh, God, this day's been terrible. Let's go out and have a drink to somebody, you know. And it was just me. So I stayed in that for a very short time. Yeah. A very short time. But... Um, uh, you know, the ideas and the beliefs have stayed with me. Now, this is a perfect example of how wonderful it all can be. I would say it's just been within the last year that I learned around about tapping. Been around in the Eastern culture for thousands of years. And it's a, it's a wonderful technique. I'm still studying about it and learning more about it. And is that where you kind of tap on parts of your body? Yeah. That, yeah. To, is that to relieve it's, pain or yes, it's okay. to you know to stimulate, to relieve, um, to help you focus. You know, and I'll find myself lots of times when I'm sitting reading, tapping my head. I don't know if I think it's <laughs> going to help me re- remember better, but it, it, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah, and you know, I just I, I never heard of it before. So sometimes, and I don't can't tell you exactly how I did hear about it in the first place. It's just like all of a sudden. You know, I was looking up tapping. I had to run across it somewhere, but I'm not sure where. Yeah. So that's been very interesting to me. I'm doing a lot of reading on it. You can go on the computer. I do that when I'm in Arizona and, and do hear seminars and what have you. It's great. And uh, we're, uh, we're out of time, but I do, as we close, um, I want just to mention that throughout my life, there have been times when you have – discovered things for yourself that because I was very committed to this kind of rationalist position that I had, I kind of dismissed as woo-woo things. Mm -hmm. And as I have grown and matured as a person and become more open to the world, I have realized that there's a real kind of arrogance that is involved in that dismissal Mm -hmm. and just saying, well, it's not something we here in the, you know, the quote unquote first world do, so -hmm. it can't have any value. Mm -hmm. And we dismiss so much that's valuable as a result Mm -hmm. of that. I mean, you think about even indigenous traditions, you know, right here on our own, on this land that we're all on, Mm -hmm. there are so many better ways to be in harmony with the world around us that we just dismiss because we've paved over everything and we have all our advanced technology. And I'm not saying that technology is inherently bad, but just that there's more things to consider. 
Correct. In a in living a whole life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I uh, this show is absolutely uh, it, it, this whole whole podcast inspired by you, and I, I would. You should just be on every episode. But uh, I'm so grateful that you took well, some time to do you. it. I, I really had a good time doing it. I've never been interviewed before in my life. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's my aunt, Linda Jaco. Uh, I'm Jason Crane. You've been listening to A Brief Chat. You can find out more about the show at abriefchat.com. And yes, I know today's episode is more than 12 minutes long, but you're going to have to deal with it. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.